0: who's the head of the community security trust of Britain will be speaking he's a very interesting uh, scholar and community activist um, he specializes in anti semitism and counterterrorism and he's giving a it's not part of the seminar series but he's giving a talk over lunch so if anybody's interested we'll pass around um, a sheet you have to RSVP because we're, there's gonna be lunch served and next Thursday is our final uh, seminar Uh, presentation in this semester and Gerald Steinberg from Bar Ilan University will be speaking about anti-semitism and issues of uh, non-governmental organizations so looking at the Durban issue and and the like so that should also be a a good uh, seminar. So today it's really a a privilege um, and an honor to be able to introduce to you Professor Wolfgang Benz. There's basically four Institutes in the world uh, that deal with issues of anti-Semitism. There's two in Israel, at Tel Aviv University and at Hebrew University, and we are just starting. And Professor Benz is actually the, the director of the perhaps the most substantial one. There's, uh, Professor Benz has over 40 PhD students. There's 35 uh, researchers and full-time professors and assistant professors on the staff. And they've been doing this since 1982. So it's really an honor that our our senior colleague um, in this small emerging group of uh, institutes that look at antisemitism has joined us today. Today, uh, Professor Benz, the title of the talk is Antisemitism as a Phenomenon of Everyday Life in Contemporary Germany. Professor Benz, in addition to being the director of the Center for Antisemitism in Berlin, Uh, was a professor in Munich until 1990 when he joined uh, the faculty in Berlin at the Institute dealing with anti-Semitism. He's a historian of tremendous repute. He's worked on uh, issues of the Holocaust and issues of anti-Semitism in German society and historically, and he's published widely. He has dozens of books and many dozens of articles, so it's really a, a privilege to have a leading expert on the issue here with us, uh, Professor Benz.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very grateful and proud being here but I must confess I'm not the director of the Center of Antisemitism in Berlin I'm director of the Center of Research on Antisemitism <laughs> in, in uh, Berlin <laughs> and I think it's worthwhile to, uh, to declare this uh, because uh, when, I, when I started uh, in 1990 with, uh, with this work I gave a call to the Jewish community in Eastern Berlin, and the <coughs> chairman was, was was out, and he got the message, the association of antisemites uh, <laughs> were calling for you, please call back, and he <laughs> called back. And I must apologize, uh, giving, your a bad treatment in English language. I I try hard. I do my very best, but it's uh, the true German bad accent. You will hear in the next forty or forty-five uh, uh, minutes. My <coughs> uh, my paper has three uh, chapters. Uh, firstly. Definitions and manifestations of antisemitism in Germany, of course. Secondly, antisemitism in the extreme right wing uh, scene in Germany. And thirdly, that's the shortest chapter, everyday uh, antisemitism in uh, Germany. Antisemitism as a political and social manifestation is with good reasons probably better controlled and as a statutory offence more stringently criminalized in germany than in any other state this of course does not mean that animosity towards you jews as an everyday prejudice as an attitude and idiosyncratic behavior has been dispelled and eliminated in germany prejudices transported through traditional stereotypes and cliches jewish wealth jewish cunning jewish greed jewish striving for world domination jewish dominance in business politics culture and the media are as much alive in germany as elsewhere at best there is a certain timid reluctance to openly affirm these images of a hostile enemy. Unfortunately, this observation cannot be generalized. Remembrance of the Holocaust is a central component of Germany's political culture. This is clearly evident in the number of people visiting concentration camp memorial sites like those at Dachau, Buchenwald, Ravensbrück, Bergen-Belsen and Sachsenhausen. It is also evident in the overwhelming success enjoyed by the Jewish Museum in Berlin or in the widespread acceptance of the memorial for the murdered Jews of Europe in Berlin. In Germany it is a criminal offence to deny the Holocaust and it is a career damaging move to publicly profess anti-Jewish views. This is one aspect of the reality. The other is a bare fact that anti-Semitism is widespread as an attitude, as a conviction, as a motive behind certain actions and as a committed criminal offense performed as anti-Jewish propaganda, desecration of Jewish cemeteries, attacks on Jewish institutions, to name but one recent example on a, kindergarten, a Jewish kindergarten in Berlin. First, definition and manifestations of anti-Semitism anti-semitism animosity towards jews in the broadest sense confronts both those directly affected and observers alike with problems of definition and perceiving its manifestations in terms of definition we need to distinguish between four basic phenomena firstly extending from the middle ages into our days, there is a Christian anti-Judaism, a religiously motivated form of resentment against Jews. This phenomenon also includes elements which are culturally, socially, and economically determined. Secondly, there is a racial anti-Semitism that based on spurious scientific Anthropological and biological arguments arose in the course of the 19th century and ultimately led to the Holocaust. The third version of the anti Semitic prejudice is a contemporary phenomenon an animosity towards Jews after the Holocaust. The assumption that the Holocaust because the Jews are now recognizable exclusively as pitiable victims must mean the end of all animosity toward Jews was an illusion from the very beginning this was proven by the pogrom at Kielce in Poland in 1946 and the resentment directed against displaced persons who lived on German soil in DP camps into the 1950s. Besides traditional animosity towards Jews, as was also articulated outside of Germany, a new form of resentment formed in post-war Western Germany, a secondary antisemitism. This secondary form is an independent phenomenon that is less obvious in its manifestation, but with a significant latent potential. This third phenomenon of animosity towards Jews feeds on the feelings of shame and defensive reactions towards guilt resentments against Jews are mobilized not despite but because of Auschwitz and crystallize around compensation and indemnification payments for how much longer will we be forced to make amends whether the innocent innocent generations will still have to pay for the Holocaust these are examples of the kind of battle cries which rang out and these were accompanied by the suspicion that the Jews were exploiting the genocide to enrich themselves because they seized any opportunity to turn everything into a business deal, a claim that belonged in the arsenal of the defense mechanism and served inwardly to zeus a guilt-ridden conscience secondary antisemitism is initial initially a west german phenomenon for it linked into the restitution payments which the german democratic republic east uh, germany did not pay instead another manifestation of anti-jewish resentment took hold there namely anti-zionism which as a fourth basic phenomenon became a decisive component of politics and propaganda in the german democratic republic and consequently also in the socialization of east german citizens these four basic phenomena Religious anti Judaism, racial anti Semitism, secondary anti Semitism, and anti Zionism form the framework for examining animosity towards Jews in contemporary Germany. But further, different
0: I mean, do you want to maybe move closer?
1: I have a microphone here. Yes.
0: If you have
1: one, i appreciate it Shall I cry louder? No. Why
2: don't you come and sit where I'm sitting? You want to sit here? <coughs>
0: I don't know if it will work. That, that might be spoken. Yeah. I don't know if this will. noticed
3: other people are having a hard time hearing too.
0: Okay. So, so we can. Talking to the light.
1: <laughs> okay. Hello. No, I try, uh, I I try my my very best. But further, differentiation is also required in terms of the intensity of the animosity against Jews. When studying its appearance, we distinguish between manifest antisemitism, which expresses itself in attacks against persons Damage to propri- propri- property and propaganda offenses, and a latent antisemitism, which is evident in everyday discourse at most as a silent agreement about the Jews, but remains mainly on the level of attitudes and views, and is thus above all expressed. In opinion polls and only expressed in opinion polls. It is also necessary to focus on the ideological antisemitism that appears as a core component of right wing extremism. This antisemitism is to be distinguished from the other forms through its aggressive refusal to accept historical facts, expressing both. A defensive motivation, that means it should not have happened, therefore we deny what happened, and an offensive one, whereby the Jews are considered to have been rep- responsible for their tragedy, or at least share a complicity in it. Let us call this form the antisemitism of denial and look at its manifestations and how it is disseminated. Denying the reality of the Holocaust, not wanting to accept the murder of six million Jews and the continual arguing of points, diminishing the scope of national socialist crimes, this was and remains the domain of a small circle of ideologically committed apologies for the Nazi regime, <clears throat> known as the so-called revisionists. Originally, the efforts to correct history counter to the facts, and to establish a neo-Nazi image of history, isolated the international revisionist cartel of Holocaust deniers, not only, from the majority of the population, but also from many right-wing extremists who wished to avoid being perceived as neo-Nazis. This situation had changed by the 1980s at the latest. Although no serious historian belongs to the revisionist circle and the denial of the national socialist genocide stands under criminal prohibition in germany the 1980s witnessed the first attempts to provide the so-called revisionists with an entry ticket to the community of serious academic historians employing vague <coughs> formulations. The historian uh, Ernst Nolte in Berlin, for instance, attempted to create the impression that it would be worthwhile to examine the arguments put forward by the revisionists. And moreover, he even had the presumption to make the fantastic claim that these ideological producers of the so-called radical revisionism, active in the United States and France and Sweden and Belgium, that is, the deniers of Auschwitz, were superior to the established historians in Germany. In there, I uh, quote Nolte, mastery of the source material and especially their critical ability to verify sources. Uh, quote, and keen, keen uh, words praising uh, ideology uh, producers not able to handle, his, uh, handle the sources uh, really. The attempt to portray the revisionists as serious historians failed as uh, the public uh, debate amongst historians in the late 80s uh, demonstrated. This very public uh, debate revolved around the question of whether Auschwitz was merely a reflex to the crimes perpetrated by Stalin and so with this historical precedent not singular and lost grave. The debate has left deep scares and created a certain helplessness and disorientation amongst the public which expressed itself in a growing disinterest for historical problems and issues. A German writer expressed publicly what many feel and his views found applause and ignited a continuing argument, an aversion to a subject that touches everyone with painful embarrassment that makes one feel helpless and awkward and in response to which Normal ways of behavior are not possible. The appeal proclaimed by the German writer Martin Walser in the autumn of 1900, 1998, calling for the remembrance of the Holocaust to become a private matter, has set off a discussion in which the emotions of many citizens were publicly articulated in such a way that revealed them to be motivated by a desire to reject the need for a collective, not a private, the collective remembrance of Auschwitz. This was not a denial of what had happened, nor a devaluing of guilt. It was the expression of a wish to have the topic excluded from public discourse, and thus to qualify its significance. There are allegedly other problems which are currently more important and moving, they are claiming. More crucial than such external mechanisms relativizing the singularity of the Holocaust in which the argument of increasing distance to the event also plays a role are the other manifestations emerging out of this disinterest and ignorance such as the erosion of consensus about historical truths and the attempt to construct secondary historical images an attempt that at the same time seeks to deconstruct a historical culture fostered out of the experience of the National Socialist past. Veiled in the stereotypical regret about crimes perpetrated by a small minority, anti-Jewish resentments are mobilized and linked to topics like the debate about the Holocaust Memorial in uh, uh, berlin compensation for holocaust victims and the suspected jewish influence in germany and the world the construct of jewish aggression expressed in the insinuations that jews are perpetrating the accusation of guilt against germans and deviously procuring unreasonable compensation and indemnification payments is so effective because it corresponds to anxieties and resentments which are in no way restricted to extreme right-wing circles. Such emotions and reactions exist rather throughout society and amongst a minority stimulate a sec- secondary antisemitism that arises out the defense mechanism against feelings of guilt and shame at the historical genocide of the Jews this construct is projected back into history in the often refuted but for that just as eagerly reanimated assertion that there had been a Jewish declaration of war on Germany. Supported by so-called evidence, such as as a headline proclaimed by the British Boulevard paper, the Daily Express in March, 1933, Judea declares war on Germany and the letter sent by Heim Weizmann to the British Prime Minister at the end of August 1939, in which he declared that the Jews would contribute to defending democracy. An argumentation is built up on historical misrepresentations and alleged documentation. This argumentation has the sole purpose of proving that the national socialist state was virtually forced into persecuting the jews out of self-defense the image of hostile vindictive and powerful jews is propagated in order to keep alive traditional prejudice it is part of a staging that manipulates the historical murder of the Jews and its consequences in the collective memory and consciousness. Second chapter, Antisemitism in the extreme right-wing spectrum in Germany. The success, or the small uh, success of the right-wing extremist National Democratic Party in the 2004 state elections in Saxony. That means 9.2% of the electorate provided the party with 12 parliamentary seats. This success triggered an enormous media and public reaction the comeback of a party that had gained its last seat in a German state parliament in 1968 and had long sunk into insignificance despite the federal government's embarrassing attempt to have it banned uh, three or four or five uh, years ago generated speculation that the extreme right were gaining ground on a broad front, not least because of the success achieved by the virtually right-wing radical party German People's Union in Brandenburg. This speculation went so far as to entertain the possibility that the extreme right could also enter the German federal parliament. From its new center of gravity in Saxony, the National Democratic Party has initiated a series of scandals which keep the party in the headlines. Above all, else Germany's post-war culture of remembrance is attacked with crude gestures. Parallel to this, the right stylizes itself into being the victim of the so-called system and voters are promised upright social political engagement from its politicians one of the most prominent scandals took place in the saxony state parliament in january 2005 national democratic deputies demonstratively refused to take part in an official commemorative ceremony for the victims of national socialism, it was nothing other an appeal to mainstream society. Another signal in this direction was the march of five thousand neo nazis through Dresden on february <coughs> in, in February. Uh, 2005. These incidents are part of a campaign of the National Democratic Party to gain media presence through images and symbols launched long before they entered parliament in Saxony. A two pronged strategy seems to be at work here. On the one hand, the National Democratic Party consciously seeks to provoke the majority of citizens with the parliamentary faction leader triumphantly claiming that they are a party anchored in the center of society on the other hand extreme right wing activists gathered in the back rooms of uh, dresden inns create a menacing atmosphere with aggressive slogans calling for instance the firebombing of Dresden in 1944, I quote a singular holocaust committed against the German people. Quote end. Analysis of the potential and chances on a regional level comparisons between Saxony and For example, the western German state of North Rhine-Westphalia, as well as the structural makeup of the German party landscape, all show that there is little scope for the political growth of right-wing extremism. Explanations of their successes here and there, as most recently in saxony not only reveal this limit however they also clearly demonstrate the shortcomings of the democratic parties and the media who basically abandon voters to the influence of the right-wing extremists or respond inadequately and inappropriately to their electoral successes numerically The extreme right and neo-Nazis do not play a serious political role in Germany. Their influence lies elsewhere. Because their slogans pick up on and highlight anxieties and longings foreclosed from the discourse of official political culture, they are having, having a direct impact in society. Antisemitism galvanizes and channels these anxieties and longings. The spectrum of the extreme right is itself differentiated into three scenes, each with its own focus. There is a discourse articulating their ideas and positions, an activist scene spreading propaganda, in a scene targeting parliamentary influence and representation. Antisemitism plays a key role in all three scenes. The terrain of the extremist discourse covers numerous publication types and internet presence. Here neonazis, revisionists and not least Holocaust deniers, give their anti-Semitism free reign. For their part, the activists spread their anti-Semitic propaganda through graffiti, provocative acts by the so-called comradeships, and most notably music networks, targeting and attracting an audience beyond their own scene. The parliamentary variant of organized right-wing extremism, the political parties of the national, uh, national Democrats, the People's Union, and the so-called Republicans agitated, agitates in official party organs, exploiting anti-Jewish resentments, which are given various nuances. The National Democrats operate with codes. They write East Coast, East Coast of the United uh, uh, States, meaning the influence of of the Jews uh, worldwide, the marginalization of the Holocaust, and positive connotations of revisionist literature. The main uh, paper of uh, the People's Union focuses on conspiracy theories revelations about Jews and legally, ingeniously concealed doubts about the Holocaust. The organ of the Republicans stimulates nationalistic sentiments, avoiding overtly crass anti-Semitic constructs, employing in Rendo, the paper suggests that even arch-conservative circles are dependent upon the Jews. I will now illustrate the action radius of anti-Semitic agitation by the extreme right through three examples. Firstly, in terms of discourse, the instruments and methods employed by Horst Mahler are typical. In 2003, Mahler, coming from the extreme uh, left to the extreme right, Mahler left the National Democratic Party because he regarded the party as not being radical enough. He propagates a rabid anti-Semitism, and this resulted in him being brought to trial for incitement, which ended in January 2005 with a nine-month prison sentence he is currently serving. During the trial, the judge called the defendants' endless terraces, pseudo-philosophical justifications of obtuse antisemitism, And this is also evident in the incident that triggered the trial in the first place, acting as a lawyer for the National Democratic Party in the aforementioned prohibition case before the constitutional uh, German court, Mahler had stated, I quote him, hate of the Jews is a well nigh infallible sign of an intact spiritual immune system, quote end. In recent years, the National Democratic Party has been decisively influenced by Horst Mahler in this <coughs> uh, direction. Activist antisemitism works with appealings and uh, challenges, mainly present in the less structured use German in the German use scene, it agitates with music, concerts, and the dissemination of recordings for example one song by an extremist uh, band has all the characteristics of a call to action in a translation the call is Germans rise and resist fight the Jew ref. Germans rise and resist Place the Jews against the wall. German, rise and resist. Buy no more from Jews, then Germany will again only be for the Germans. If we couldn't, if we understand antisemitism as a sum of the forms and expressions of animosity towards Jews evident in the four main currents of religious anti-Judaism, racially based anti-Semitism in the narrow sense, secondary anti-Semitism as a post-genocidal expression of defense mechanism suppressing feelings of guilt and shame, and anti zionism as an eliminatory hatred of Israel then it is prevalent as a key element in the ideology and agitation of the right an element that in the eyes of its adherents makes sense of the world there are five main variants of antisemitism understood in this way firstly there is a marginalization and relativization of genocide doubting the number of victims playing off the Holocaust against the allies conduct of the war, reference to alleged Jewish plans to destroy Germany. Secondly, defaming individual Jews with the connotation of generalization because they are Jews. Thirdly, there is a hatred directed against Israel Fourthly, a text targeting the culture of remembrance fostered by a democratic society imputing Jewish pressure to suppress the Germans through guilt feelings, blackmailing the Germans into paying exorbitant restitutions. And fifthly, nationalist or patriotic feelings are stimulated by blocking off guilt feelings and indeed reversing the burden of guilt assertions of an eliminatory anti-German campaign. The method of triggering connotations with coded allusions and stimulating existing attitudes amongst the readership through insinuation and word plays without risking legal consequences through precise formulations has a long tradition in extreme right-wing journalism. It is skillfully manipulated by the uh, paper of the German People's Union. There is no doubt that a radicalization has taken place recently, one which is expressed in less ambiguous formulations. One example is a protest staged by the National Democratic Party against the building of a synagogue in Bochum in June 2004. The deputy chairman, of the party in North Rhine Westphalia held a speech in front of two hundred and ten demonstrators in which he implied, referring to the Babylonian Talmud, as he claimed, that it was integral part of the Jewish religion to abuse children. He was and then he declared we don't want uh, a house of uh, praying for such a religion. He was sentenced to a year prison for incitement. In summary, we may say that the extreme right-wing scene, and in particular the National Democratic Party, has become more radical in the last few years and this includes the propagated anti-Semitism. In amalgamation with anti-Americanism, aggressive hatred of Israel serves as an outlet to articulate atavistic anti-Semitic emotions. Parallel to this, Secondary antisemitism, that is the animosity towards the Jews feeding on the defense mechanisms against remembering the Holocaust, is instrumentalized in connection with the provocative denial of the culture of remembrance. One cannot speak of a new anti-Semitism because neither new content nor new methods are recognizable what is evident however is an animosity towards Jews that utilizes traditional stereotypes but propagates them more openly and offensively as was the case in the past and now the third and last chapter everyday antisemitism in germany the motives for everyday anti Semitism, at least in so far as expressed in letters and emails to newspapers, the Central Council of Jews in Germany, the Israeli Embassy, or public contributions to Talkback Radio or television programmes, are diverse. One often repeated course given is the public appearance of a prominent Jewish person, for instance, the president of the Central Council of, or her deputy, or often in connection with this, a press release commenting on disconcerting events like extremist violence or the desecration of synagogues or cemeteries those moved to react feel aggrieved not so much because of the event but its subsequent condemnation they refuse to be identified with the culprits of such acts to be placed under suspicion as belonging to a collective of alleged right-wing extremists or neo-Nazis or, at the very least, obstinate reactionaries unwilling to learn from history. They feel wrongly branded by representatives of the Jewish minority. They reject this as insolence and attempt to present the event that triggered the affair as marginal and the jewish reaction to it as excessive another motive is aggrieved national pride many germans no longer want their country and their own sense of national identity to be defined on the basis of the history of national socialism and vehemently refuse to acknowledge the need to remember and commemorate events they are not responsible for simply because they were born one or two generations later. Dismissal of historical guilt is a need forcibly articulated by many members of later generations, even though an imputation of this kind of guilt is never made for it is after all nonsensical frequently associated with this is another dismissal one directed at the so-called education dictatorship that is regarded as emerging from the assumption of historical guilt here the representatives of the jewish minority are perceived as wielding this dictatorial authority in the name of the victims employing as their vassals the non-jewish majority as representatives of the historical perpetrators the claim made is that germans have nothing to do at all with the tragedy befalling the jews which has anyway long receded into the annals of history, and sufficiently enlightened about this, Germans have no further need of perceived indoctrination. Long anchored in historical memory are stereotypical notions of Jewish wealth, of Jewish shrewdness in business deals, of avarice and the conviction that Jews are given preferential treatment materially receiving receiving unjustified restitution payments or outrageous state uh, subsidies ultimately at the expense of the majority and so the nation's own welfare a further motive for animosity towards jews stems from the narrow-minded Anxiety of being swamped with what is perceived as foreign or strange. Jews in Germany are made responsible for this threat to one's livelihood and native culture and are positioned as an alien power. This presses Jews into a role in which they, along with asylum seekers, migrants, And foreign criminals represent all that generates anxiety and disquiet. As a non integral other, they are banished to those groups excluded from mainstream society. When searching for explanations, For the specific manifestations of anti-Jewish resentments in Germany, one needs to consider the motives of those who articulate and instrumentalize anti-Semitism. A closer look reveals that anti-Semitism is often used as a means to an end. Only a tiny minority can be said to make up an ideologically committed group of Jew-haters in the traditional sense. The majority of those who operate with anti-Semitic prejudices, stereotypes, and cliches are pursuing specific political goals, usually patriotic or nationalistic. The secondary anti-Semitism expressing guilt feelings in relation to Jews may intensify into a uh, redemptive antiSemitism, this of course, when release is sought from the psychological strain of guilt stemming from an awareness of the genocide, prerequisite for this redemption is however, a reversal. The Jews are to blame their status as victims must be suspended. Perceiving Jews as the perpetrators of crimes allows feelings of empathy, empathy for their victims, guilt and disquiet to be replaced with taking side against the Jews. Of course, reasons have to be found for this reversal, for instance the policies of Israel. Israel's politics Israel's political line towards the Palestinians is seized upon, upon as a welcome lever for defaming Jews and withdrawing empathy from them. Criticism of the state of Israel in itself, just as legitimate as a critical view of United States foreign policy, becomes for many a means for channeling and anti-Jewish, general, anti-Jewish emotions. But certain slips of the tongue unmask the true intentions. And the askew comparisons and recourse to Nazi vocabulary make it clear what is really at issue. Taking the side of Israel's enemies enables alleged taboos and prohibited lines of thinking to be circumvented. Realization that the image of Jews propagated by anti is a construct that is not dismantled by the reality of Jewish life in Germany marks the starting point of the crucial insight. Namely, that anti-Semitism is a deformity stemming from the majority society and the Jews are not to blame for antisemitism. To know how this construct exerts its impact establishes the prerequisite for a further insight. Images of a hostile enemy are exclusory and be excluding other groups, they generate a sense of community amongst the majority. This turns minorities into vulnerable and undesirable aliens. When Jews are considered as aliens, when asylum seekers are slandered as criminals, when foreigners are perceived as a threat to a harmonious society and vested rights, then this mirrors the aggression and anxieties of the majority. Antisemitism is therefore not to be understood as prejudice against a specific minority, isolated from the broader social context. Rather, anti-Semitism is a prototype of social and political resentment and for this reason primarily an indicator for the current state of society. I tried to give you a a little view on the state of German society dealing with anti-Semitism in every day, everyday life. Thank you very much. Thank you very
4: much. Thank you very much for your talk, sir. Um, one thing I was thinking about throughout the whole presentation uh, has to do with this uh, this law, which is peculiar to Europe compared to the United States, which is that it's actually a crime to deny the United law Someone who who is, from a historical point of
1: view, telling a lie, to actually say that that is a criminal thing to do and is deserving of punishment? Or is it just the hurt? There are those who would say that the way you fight bad language is with good language. What shall we do? Creating uh, creating a public uh, culture who is sufficient for all parts of the society. Uh, I think, firstly, it would be, of course, enlightenment is better than, than punishment. That's, that's, that's uh, clear. We must not discuss about this. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's not a bad idea uh, to make it clear. Uh, we, the majority of the Germans, or Following, followed by 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 other uh, European uh, nations, we are uh, not not willing uh, to allow anyone to violate victims, uh, confessing the Holocaust didn't didn't occur or there was not uh, there were not six uh, million uh, killed, but only two hundred thousand or so. We. Uh, uh, we learn this all over over the years the methods to uh, harm the victims, and I think this is only only one one uh, a point. It should be not uh, not uh, possible. That's the thinking uh, behind behind this criminalization. Of, of, of the denying of the Holocaust we should not allow uh, to to discuss uh, in an idiotic uh, way uh, which harms the victims uh, if it happened or or uh, not this is only one uh, one anchor of our uh, political uh, culture and I uh, I have, Always problems when when from the United States the free United States is coming the propaganda material for German neo Nazis with the denying the holocaust and that's for me that's the end of of uh, the, of the freedom of speech and the end of the uh, freedom to uh, to, uh, to write uh, to write down uh, what is what is not the the uh, truth, uh, we um, we have good reasons to criminalize all uh, those those uh, people for political reasons or what other uh, uh, give any harm uh, to the victims of the of the uh, Holocaust and. Uh, it's not helpful uh, to discuss then uh, with brochures uh, coming from neo-Nazis from the United uh, States to drop to uh, to uh, discuss uh, if it happened or or not. That's, for me. That's the end of the freedom uh, of of uh, speech.
3: islamist sources and I come back to the point the gentleman made about the law in the EU um, typically if somebody like that is, in, is accused of anti-Semitic remarks they immediately charge Islamophobia and I suspect that the EU law would far more often apply to restrict criticism of Islamic Islamist hate speech than it will be to protect
1: Uh, a difficult, uh, a difficult, uh, a problem, and uh, the <coughs> this point, I think, is is a shaming, a shaming for us, for for the for Europeans, because <coughs> the uh, Muslims originally are not racist, racist people; they have no racist. Uh, argumentation, and now against Israel, they are grabbing into the arsenals of the old-fashioned uh, European uh, racial anti-Semitism, and that's that's uh, that's a great uh, great problem. That, uh, for example, the protocols of the Elders of Science. 100 uh, more than 100 years old, absolutely idiotic and and uh, not worthwhile. One word uh, uh, approved as, as falsification. Now are are a weapon uh, from the Islamists. Against uh, against uh, Israel, against the Jews. The internet is is widespread, uh, full with this old old uh, fashioned racial uh, racial attitude against against the uh, uh, Jews, and <coughs> the propaganda material, uh, the media, Arabic media are full with with this. Uh, uh, hate speeches against against uh, not only against Israel but uh, the collective of Jews. What uh, uh, to do and how to blame the uh, Islamists in Germany? Uh, our problem, I think, is is not as great as the problems in in France, in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in in Sweden, because our uh, uh, Muslim population in Germany is mainly turkish and we have not the so rep- uh, problems uh, like uh, france with with uh, with with uh, young young arabs in uh, in the uh, suburbs of 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 the towns but we in germany we can wait uh, for for the confrontation with uh, with with, um, uh, with islamic uh, propaganda and and i have fear that f- for fear that there will a confrontation uh, between anti Semites and anti islamists and i think that that could be uh, not not anything of uh, of health what we have to await we must uh, we must try uh, to to uh, keep down by uh, enlightenment uh, anti-Semitism as well as anti-Islamism.
0: So you know, I'm just going to take the prerog- prerogative to follow up on this question. I was in Berlin for the first time uh, in November and I was impressed that when I turned on the television there were I think three uh, Middle Eastern Arabic uh, television stations through satellite. So what impact is not just the radical Islam in the population of Germany having But I think images of uh, Jews and images of anti-Semitism, which were banned, uh, that's now, as you said, available on the internet, is also seemingly available on on satellite television for the first time. So is this only being consumed by Turkish and uh, Muslim immigrants to Germany, or is it now being also consumed by the radical right, and they're seeing images for the first time that were basically banned since the
1: end of the war I think it's only consumed by uh, by people who who uh, know the language and who c- uh, which are able uh, to uh, to understand uh, and this is Turkish the Turkish uh, people as is Arab people and not the German the German uh, majority uh, we are not able uh, to read the, the widespread uh, Turkish uh, Turkish newspapers in in uh, Germany. We know there uh, that's uh, uh, that's not not uh, there is dangerous material uh, within, but it's not not the Germans the Germans are not reading this. Uh, these newspapers and the Germans are not listening uh, to, to Arab Islamic uh, channels.
3: To a
2: red-green coalition? Are you seeing
1: anything like that? Or is their hatred of the foreigner so great that they can't come together or their distaste for Israel? I think it's not, not, not much uh, connections between these this, uh, groups, but one, uh, one event took place five, four, five years ago at the ground of my university in Berlin. An <clears throat> a rally where German neo-Nazis and Islamic uh, Islamistic uh, people uh, met and made propaganda against Jewish people against Israel. Uh, it was a great uh, <laughs> a great harass, uh, when this happened and uh, it's all, all explainable but it's, it's shaming what uh, happened what, uh, on the ground of, of the technical uh, university in uh, berlin it was in a building and not under the custody of the president of the university a student union uh, <coughs> rented the room and and uh, gave notice there is an in in internal uh, a meeting and a day a days later uh, we, we we found this in in the in the news the, the accident in the newspapers unfortunately uh, It was when our institute uh, had the anniversary, the 25th anniversary, anniversary, and the Israeli ambassador uh, was there, and a a lot of a lot of uh, high-ranking men and the the ambassador asked uh, the president of the university. Last week, we had so uh, such nice speeches. In the technical university, and now I read the neo-Nazis and the Islamic, uh, as Islamic people are meeting on this, on this uh, place. What is what is the truth now? Uh, speaking uh, speaking. French, it is, uh, I think it was one, one event. And that's not, that's not, not uh, common. And because German, German right wings, her first topic is against foreigners. Against, uh, against others, they cannot, uh, they can only in one point, in the hostility against Israel, uh, fight together with the uh, Islamic uh, people. And uh, it's uh, the right wing, the the right wing extremists, the NPD and the other parties are interested to gain voters, and they cannot gain voters arm in arm with, with Islamic terrorists. It's a very, very growing population. Uh, we have uh, now about 100,000 Jewish people in, in uh, Germany. And the reason uh, is not the fertility of the German Jews. The reason is uh, that the German Democratic uh, Republic in, in her last uh, moments uh, decided to invite, Jewish people from the uh, territory of the former Soviet Union to come to to, uh, Germany. And therefore we have a a great migration. Uh, 15 years or 16 years ago, we had about 50,000 Jews in Germany. And now this this population is doubled by this uh, invitation with a lot of problems uh, within the Jewish uh, communities in, in uh, Germany because most of, of these newcomers are uh, unemployed and they, they are uh, in, a, in a religious sense not Jewish uh, they must have a Jewish education. They must uh, have lessons in Jewish uh, culture, and uh, they must must have social uh, social uh, care. Most uh, most of them are very high educated, but uh, it's difficult to 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 gain jobs or in in the. In the uh, a German uh, market, uh, I I think of the example <coughs> uh, now uh, 93 years old, uh, a Jewish uh, a Jewish uh, man, born in the Bukovina, uh, deported by the Soviets in the with his mother. in in the 40s 1941 to siberia lived in siberia up to 1993 and then he learned it's possible for jewish jewish people or people from jewish origin to come uh, to germany and his sons uh, asked him please uh, call for this for 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 this possibility, and then the, the the family Wolfenhout father and a mother in the in the late eighties two sons uh, two daughters in law uh, for uh, f- three or four uh, young people from the next generation came uh, came uh, to came to Germany the, 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 the uh, first generation is absolutely happy uh, being in Germany and they glorify all what uh, what they see and feel and do, I ask them, is, was there any uh, any hostile attempt against you? Oh no, not in Germany, never in Germany. All people are so nice here. and when I drive with the bus, the young people I never saw that this, this uh, in Germany. young people are standing standing up and <laughs> offering, offering uh, the seat also kind. all of kind all it's wonderful. Uh, the sons have, uh, have uh, jobs, uh, got as, as uh, computer engineers uh, jobs, this is a very success- successful family but only one Jewish person. The, the, the old man, his wife is, is not Jewish and this is a part of, of the reality of the growing Jewish society in Germany. There is a couple seconds yeah. <laughs> I tried to to um, to to uh, explain to explain a little bit. This is a hostility against Israel. The empathy for the Palestinians. This is this is the a, a, a valve for for uh, feelings for undercover undercover feelings. It is um, it is not uh, not good for the career. It's uh, not not uh, good for for the image uh, to to be an anti in in Germany. Therefore, liberals or or left left wing uh, people uh, make makes this very very undercovered But I think that it's the problem is overestimated. Uh, i cannot see uh, the, the left wing antisemitism in in everyday uh life it's only just uh, just uh the problem of uh of uh <coughs> taking party against against israel uh, stimulated by the by the uh, media and uh, stimulated by uh, the the time which is gone since since the Holocaust. In the sixties, in the seventies, it was absolutely uh, common to demonstrate sympathy uh, with Israel for young people in, in Germany. Now. Uh, now, uh, in in the in the uh, conflict, uh, this uh, this uh, diminished, but that's not anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, that's, that's only they, they are anxious to uh, to to be a party, and they are disturbed disturbed what what is happening, disturbed what is what they read and and see in 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 television and newspapers.
2: of a certain types of personality and certain types of psychological needs that will organize around a scapegoat. And of course, I'm Jewish myself. i served that purpose very, very well. And I'm wondering whether we, uh, in order really to fight anti-Semitism, it's, we have to focus not merely on the realm of ideas, which of course is important, but on the psychology. Germany, for example, has had, has been notorious historically, and having extremely high rates of child abuse, and um, I don't know exactly what those rates are now, but, those are the sort of, but that's the sort of background of the, psycholo- the psychological subtext for anti-Semitism, I wonder if
1: you could respond to that. Sure. Uh, it's a psychological uh, problem, of course, but how uh, to handle a psychological insight into practice that's the problem how how can 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 we manipulate what we know and see and what is a result of of antisemitism research to bring it in 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 the heads of of uh, the people that's a, that's A difficult problem.
4: Um, So, Germany, of course, for many years has had more than any other European country programs in place to educate the public about anti Semitism. It's interesting that if you look at public opinion surveys uh, in European countries, the self reported level of stereotypes you were mentioning at the beginning, um, the levels of anti-Semitism measured by those kinds of uh, markers are actually much lower in Germany than compared to countries like Spain, or they compared to Austria just next door, or or, or compared even to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Um, So my question for you is, do you believe that result, or do you think people are just saying what they think the answer is supposed to be? Another way of asking the question is, how problem, you've given us several examples of anti-Semitism in, German, in Germany, but how prevalent is it really? You know, what, what percentage of the population, if you want to think of it that way, do you really believe is anti-Semitic in Germany and how does that compare to similar percentages elsewhere in Europe? Higher, lower, about the same? Country.
1: This is in the last minutes of the seminary, the most difficult question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <aggression. laughs> and yes i think the <coughs> uh, the opinion uh, uh, polls are a very uh, a very uh, fine instrument now uh, in the in in, in the <coughs> beginning of 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 uh, this <coughs> uh, this opinion uh, polls it was very simple and uh, do you love uh, Jews or do you hate Jews? Oh, I love uh, Jews if they are uh, nice and and have a good behavior. Was was the question? Now, now I think it's it's uh, it's uh, more uh <coughs> it's more sophisticated the the, the questions, but. Uh, it's difficult uh, enough to interpret uh, it. I'm a historian. I'm not. I'm uh, not, an <coughs> not uh, a sociologist. As my uh, colleague in the institute, he is very, uh, very clever in, in uh, uh, finding the right results behind, uh, behind uh, question, questions and answers. I, I believe. Uh, this, this uh, opinion uh, polls especially in Germany where the Amer- Americans as occupation power in 1945 started and therefore we have the, the most dense uh, records on on public opinion in Germany because it's repeated and repeated and, and uh, repeated. I think <coughs> this opinion polls give us Trends and and uh, give us uh, a glance of what uh, what is what is uh, uh, happening in 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 the heads of of, of uh, uh, people. I'm. I think it's it's uh, necessary to know. This is always a glimpse of the moment. It can change. Uh, it can it change uh, <coughs> very suddenly, uh, and but for the moment, uh, it 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 shows us uh, what is uh, what is uh, uh, ground behavior of of as uh, of the public, uh, which which prejudices are. Uh, everlasting uh, which cliches are not uh, not uh, not being destroyed everywhere and this to know to these things I think that's that's a first a first uh, step for arguing a first uh, step for uh, for enforcing a little bit enlightenment what uh, what is what is happening what uh, have what we have uh, to do to keep the the problem in this uh, dimension as it is. We know we cannot um, we cannot destroy anti-Semitism, but we we can watch and we can uh, and we must we must try to keep the majority on the right uh, on the right side. And therefore, I think the opinion polls are, are helpful and not more. The
0: uh,
3: question. Of course, it is clear that anti-Semitism is an age-old uh, tradition, almost, I would say, in Europe, and especially in Germany, and even more so in Austria, where I It goes back to hundreds of years and uh, will probably basically not change. What you said is true that for a time after the Third Reich fell, antisemitism was so unpopular that nobody wanted to uh, admit to it. And what uh, I think you said there was a, a cover over it that cover is beginning to loosen up because antisemitism is again a quite a popular uh, movement, not just in Germany, not just in Austria, but also in, as you say, in France, in Holland, in Belgium, in in countries where uh, liberalism and toleration was actually a tradition and they are now beginning to be also anti semitic How do you uh, feel will Germany,
1: where will it end? In another Holocaust? As I told, I'm a historian <laughs> and I have to look back and uh, to and uh, to uh, give answer what happened and to say the, the younger generation what happened and uh, with um, uh, <coughs> with uh, intention, it should never happened. It may uh, and never never happened. But I cannot uh, I, I cannot uh, cannot say uh, what 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 is what is uh, coming. Uh, I'm helpless. Uh, giving lectures in the moment, uh, my my lecture on genocides in the 20th century. And this is is the point where nothing is learned. The United Nations made up in 1948 uh, the, the, uh, (coughs) the genocide resolution, and now we have we have a definition. What is a genocide? But nobody is interested uh, now. Now uh, higher politics. What is happening in Darfur in 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 Africa? It's uh, it's a genocide. But uh, but uh, the. Allies of the Sudan. Oh, that's not a genocide. That's interior problems of this country, Uh, uh, tribal problems, or or such. That's a problem. Uh, Denying, uh, denying the results of history. By politicians, by the people. That's a problem, and not. Will it, uh, will it appear again? It appears. It appears here and there in, in, in Bosnia, in, in Darfur, in Uganda, in, uh, in Rwanda. Uh, it's one, one genocide uh, per year in, in the average. And uh, the United Nations are debating, and sometimes a resolution but and very very uh, sorry for this uh, last last uh, statement of um, of of the historian who is unhappy uh, about uh, his profession in, in those in those moments that is that is so so uh, difficult to explain what happened to to politicians, no, uh, this happened of course, but what now is happening that's another, another case has nothing uh, to do with the Holocaust or with the genocide against the uh, uh, Armenians, very
0: sorry. So, that's on a sad note, uh, so thank you very much for a very <laughs> important I just just want to ask you a a quick question.